0: And a very good Wednesday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again. The Oh the Pain Podcast Special Edition. It is Wednesday, October eighteenth, twenty twenty-three, the Joe Beningo the Pain Podcast brought to you by Hackensack, the Hackensack Brewing Company, of course. Anita Discount Tire and our good friends at DraftKings. All right, this is installment number two of the special edition Joe Beningo by the Numbers. As uh, we break down uh, the numbers from one to double zero of the all-time greatest players in the history of professional sports in this country, encompassing uh, well North America, I should say, encompassing baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, we have done the first twenty. And uh, before we get from before we do numbers twenty-one to forty, let's give you the breakdown again from one to twenty. Number one, Oscar Robertson. Number two, Derek Jeter. Number three, Babe Ruth. Number four, Lou Gehrig. Number five, Joe DiMaggio. Number six, Bill Russell. Number seven, Mickey Mantle. Number eight, Yogi Berra. Number nine, Gordy Howe. Number ten, Walt Frazier. Number eleven, Mark Messier. Number twelve, Tom Brady. Number thirteen, Wilt Chamberlain. Number fourteen, Pete Rose. Number fifteen, Bart Starr. Number sixteen, Joe Montana number 17, John Havlicek, number 18, Peyton Manning, number 19, John Unitas, and number 20, Barry Sanders. So here we go now, numbers 21 through 40. And we start with number 21. It could only be one person, and that is the great, the late great Roberto Clemente. They even have nowadays the great right fielder of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Of course, a National League MVP, won batting championships, uh, two world championships, 1960, and then of course 1971, when he really his showcased World Series against the Baltimore Orioles. He of course was the MVP at that World Series. Um, probably the most elegant player I can ever remember. I mean, nobody played uh, with more of a uh, a classy flair in right field than Clemente did. Had a, had one of the greatest arms you've ever seen. Uh, for a right fielder could throw the ball from the uh, wall in right field, basically on a fly to the plate. Just unbelievable. Uh, like I said, of course, uh, tragically died in that plane crash, uh, bringing help to uh, victims in Nicaragua on New Year's Eve 1973, uh, 1972 into 1973. Uh, what else can you say? One of the greatest right fielders of all time to me. He is, you know, when you talk about all-around player, because, of course, Babe Ruth played right field. But when you talk about an all-around right fielder, offense and defense, really probably none better than number 21, Roberto Clemente, and maybe eventually similar to Jackie Robinson, number 42 in baseball. Maybe you'll see number 21 permanently retired for Clemente as well. Okay, number 22. I uh, had a couple ways I, I could have gone here with 22. Uh, Could have gone with the great goal scorer from the New York Islanders, Mike Bossy, four-time Stanley Cup champion. Could have gone with the great uh, pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles, Jim Palmer, won multiple Cy Youngs, uh, one of the great right-hand pitchers of all time. I had to go with the all-time leading rusher in the history of the NFL, Emmitt Smith, number 22, three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, is the all-time leading rusher. Of course, uh, broke Walter Payton's record as the uh, top rusher in the history of the National Football League, was the MVP, Super Bowl MVP as well. Um, You know, I I think it's got to be number 22 has got to be the legendary Dallas Cowboy, Emmitt Smith. Number 23 is an absolute no-brainer. It's Michael Jordan. I mean, do we even have to – do we go anywhere else but him? (laughs) You know, arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. You know, it's funny. You know, we know how great a player LeBron James is. But LeBron James had two numbers, number six that he basically wore with the Miami Heat, number 23 that he wore with Cleveland. I guess he's wearing that now with the Lakers as well. Um, But you know what? His his numbers are trumped by maybe the two greatest players that are ahead of him, Bill Russell, number six, and Jordan, number 23. Need we say any more about Jordan? Six world championships. Uh, We could go on and on. He broke my heart many, many times as a fan of the New York Knicks. There is no debate here. You know, Don Mattingly comes to mind and maybe a couple other guys. There's only one number 23, and that, of course, is Michael Jordan. All right, number 24 is the same thing. I mean, you know, we could (laughs) – you know, to me, this is a layup too. Number 24, the greatest all-around baseball player I ever saw, and that's Willie Mays of the New York Giants, the San Francisco Giants, ended his career with the Mets. you know, what, what can you say? 660 career home runs, just an absolutely tremendous outfielder. Mate. You know, just unbelievable. I, I don't know how else to say it. <clears throat> I really don't. And there's a couple other 24s. You know, the one guy that immediately comes to mind is Ken Griffey Jr., who may be next to Willie Mays, is the greatest center fielder of all time. But it has to be to say, hey, kid, Willie Mays, we all remember his unbelievable catch in the 1954 World Series. Well, maybe we don't, but it's it's legend now. I was one years old. The catch against Vic Wertz of the Cleveland Indians at the Polo Grounds in uh, game one of the 1954 World Series that the Giants won by sweeping uh, a Cleveland Indian team that won 111 games that year. Um, you know, Willie was just, what else can you say? Just the, the greatest all-around player that I ever saw. He's I think he's 90, 91 years old now. Uh, The Mets retired as number 24 last year, which I thought was a very good move, even though he only played a couple years with the Mets. He was on that 1973 uh, pennant-winning Mets team that lost to the Oakland A's in the World Series. Number 24, the one and only, say hey kid, Willie Mays. And number 25, you may not like it, who I have at number 25, but is there really any debate? When I say Willie Mays was the greatest all-around player in baseball I ever saw, well, the most prolific offensive player, the most dangerous hitter that I have ever seen in my lifetime in baseball has to be this guy number 25 Barry Bonds and you could say whatever you want about this guy with the steroids and all that nonsense he's the all-time leader in home runs in the history of major league baseball 762 he holds the record for home runs in a season with 73 he you you could say whatever you want about this guy, but he was un Believable, you you couldn't get him out, you know. And the only guy I ever saw, and I think Buck Showalter, when he was ma- managing the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks was the guy who did this. He's the only player I ever saw that got intentionally walked with the bases loaded, Barry Bonds. And you know, you could pitch around him, and you could walk him three or four times. You could throw him one pitch that he could hit in four or five at bats in a game, and he would take it out and hit it into McCovey Cove there, at uh, whatever they call that stadium now one of the nicest ballparks there is in San Francisco. There's no other way to say it. He was an all-time great when he played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he elevated himself to just superhuman status when he got to the San Francisco Giants. And you can scream all you want about the steroids. I really don't care. And it's an absolute crime that he is not in the Hall of Fame. This is, like I said, in my lifetime, Willie Mays was the greatest all-around player the greatest offensive force in baseball history in my mind, or in my lifetime, I didn't see Babe Ruth play, it's probably him, is Barry Bonds. And there's no doubt. Barry Bonds, number 25. Remember, he wore 24 with the Pirates. And then when he got to the Giants, Willie Mays actually, who was his godfather, by the way, because remember Bobby Bonds, who uh, Barry's father, played with Willie Mays with the Giants for a number of years. But remember... When Mays, when uh, Bonds got to the Giants, Willie Mays basically said, you could have my number 24. Bonds said, no, he took number 25. Number 25 is Barry Bonds. All right, we continue on. Number 26 was kind of a weird number. I, I You know, I, I had a, I, I needed a little help for 26, and I wound up going with Wade Box. all right? One of the great hitters uh, we've ever seen, lifetime 328 hitter or somewhere around there. Had all those great years with the Red Sox, you know one one batting championships in Boston then he wound up going to the Yankees his only world championship that he ever had the 1996 Yankees we could see him now you remember remember when they won game six at the stadium and his bogs on the horse with the police you know riding around the outfield I, I remember that waving to the crowd uh he ended his career with the Tampa Bay Rays I believe the Rays actually retired his number I mean you know give me a break but um number 26. Uh, the great Red Sox, Yankee, and Tampa Bay Ray. He's in the Hall of Fame. One of the great hitters, left hand hitters, and of course played third base as well as we know. Uh, that is Wade Box. All right, Beningo with the uh, by the numbers, and right now we're doing numbers twenty-one to forty, and we move on to number twenty-seven. Now, initially, twenty-seven was going to be Mike Trout. All right, initially, and then I thought about it, and I said to myself. I said to myself, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we all, Mike Trout's this great player. You know, basically all the writers give him the – until Otani came along, you know, all the writers would give him the MVP every year, you know, with the Angels and all of that. But has there ever been a less publicized all-time great player than Mike Trout? Has there ever? Do we ever know – we even know about this guy? He's never in the playoffs. They never win. You hardly ever see him playing out in California – So I said, no, 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 I'm not giving 27 to Mike Trout. I'm giving it to the Dominican Dandy, one of the great right-hand pitchers of all time, number 27, Juan Marichal of the San Francisco Giants. 243 career wins, never won a Cy Young, as great as he was, never won a Cy Young Award because of all the guys in the 60s that, you know, always trumped him, whether it was Bob Gibson, whether it was Sandy Koufax, whether it was Don Drysdale, you know, whoever it was, or those great pitchers in the '60s in the National League, who always seemed to, you know, beat out Marichal for Cy Young awards. Now, Marichal's career was kind of, uh, uh, you know, in a in a way was marred with the incident back in 1965, the uh, with the bat incident with John Roseboro of the Dodgers, when uh, he basically went after Roseboro with a bat, uh, if you remember that, and basically hit him over the head, and that's. <laughs> You know, so he, he oh took God. he took a little heat for that, Y'all, There's no question about that. But that, to me, does not diminish the greatness, as he was one of the great right-hand pitchers of all time. We remember his legendary 16-inning battle with the great Warren Spahn, right? Remember that? Where each of them, they both pitched 16 innings, a complete game. Could you imagine? Both of them threw over 200 pitches in that game. And Marichelle basically said, and the Giants eventually won that game on a home run by Willie Mays against Spahn, but in the 16th inning. And Marichelle basically, you know, saying to his manager, I'm not sure who the manager was at the Giants at that point, but basically saying, you know, I ain't coming out. If this old man, remember Spahn was like 40-something years old when this was going on, uh, when this game happened. Uh, he, said, uh, he said, if that old man ain't coming out, I'm not coming out. Could you imagine two pitchers? Both pitching 16 innings in a game today? That's like three starts worth now for pitchers, 16 freaking innings. Over 200 pitches? Come on. Boy, oh boy. Has baseball gone downhill? Number 27, (laughs) the Dominican dandy, the great Juan Marichal. All right. We move on to number 28. There's only one guy that came to my mind, and that's one of my guys with the Jets, Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin's got to be number 28, Hall of Fame running back, Uh, led the NFL, I think he was the oldest player ever. I think he was 31 years old when he led the NFL in rushing in 2004. Uh, You know, one of the great New York Jets of all time, of course, uh, initially with the New England Patriots, helped the Patriots in 1996 go to the Super Bowl, never got to a Super Bowl with the Jets, but he's one of only uh, four Jets along with Namath, Maynard, and Joe Klecko, who have his number retired, one of the great running backs of all time, the legendary Hall of Famer, and not only that, but one of the nicest guys you ever met, really. One of the classes, classiest guys you've ever met in the history of sports. Number 28, the great running back of my New York Jets, Curtis Martin. All right, we move on to number 29. And I three different names came to my mind here. The first, the first number 29 that came to my mind immediately was Eric Dickerson, the great running back of the Rams. You know, still holds the record for, Yards rushing in a season, two thousand one hundred and five, and then I thought about it a little bit, and then Rod Carew came to my mind. I said, "Boy, you know Rod Carew, one of the great hitters. Uh, you know, had that one year he hit three eighty-eight with the Twins, with the Twins, with the Angels, I had a three twenty-eight lifetime batting average as well, over three thousand hits. The whole deal with Carew." I said, "You know what, Rod Carew, he trumps Eric Dickerson." And then I thought about it even more, and I said, "You know what." This guy's got to be number 29, and that is the great Hall of Fame goalie of the Montreal Canadiens, Ken Dryden. Six Stanley Cup championships with the Canadiens, five Vesna trophies as a top goalie in, in the NHL. You know, he's the guy. And, and, you know, you can make a case. There's a lot of great goalies that have played this game. You know, you could talk about, you know, whoever you want to talk about. You could talk about, obviously, Martin Brodeur. We know uh, – how great he was, Grant Fuhr, who won all those Stanley Cups, Billy Smith of the Islanders, you know, what he did, you know, going back to the old days, you know, guys like, you know, uh, Terry Sawchuk, Johnny Bauer, Tony Esposito, there's been a lot of, a lot of these guys over the years, is, you know, no question about it. To me, maybe the greatest goalie of all time is number 29, Ken Dryden, the great, great legendary goalie, like I said, six-time Stanley Cup champion of the Montreal Canadiens. All right, number 30. Uh, This one was a little difficult. Then I thought about it for a while, and I said, it it has to be this guy. Number 30 has to be Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, the greatest shooter in the history of the game, you know, the greatest three-point shooter of all time. We could talk about Reggie Miller. We could talk about Ray Allen. We could talk about whatever guy you want to talk about as a three-point shooter. Larry Bird, who had unlimited range as as an outside shooter, there has never been a guy like Steph Curry. You talk about unlimited range, this is the guy. Three world championships, uh, was on the Golden State Warrior team that won 73 games, which is the most in the history of the league, even though they wound up losing in the finals to LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, He is the greatest perimeter shooter the game has ever seen. I I don't think it's even debatable. Number 30, the legendary guard, outside shooting guard, three-point shooting phenomena of the golden state warriors and that is steph stefan curry all right we got 10 more to go let me get my sponsors in here Bingo, the odor pain podcast by the numbers the hack and sack brewing company you know the deal we want to thank everybody again for last friday night uh with the fireman it was absolutely great we'll let you know when the next live podcast is but check out the brewing company located 10 minutes off the gw bridge uh, in uh, on Route 4 and Who Needs a House out in Hackensack, New Jersey. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8. Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the Tombstones. Go see Mike Jones. Go see TJ, who does a wonderful job there. Herb, everybody over there. Andre, check it out. The Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll let you know when the next live podcast is coming, probably sometime uh, right before Thanksgiving. Of course, Anita Discount Tire, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. See my son Johnny. His team with a tough loss to the Texans on Sunday. Go see Ari, his boss. They do a great job. Rob, one of the top mechanics over there. And uh, you need anything done with your car. You need tires. You need uh, whatever. You need a car inspected. Go check them out. Tell them I sent you. And uh, that's the place to go. Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Anita Discount Tire. And last, certainly not least, our good friends at DraftKings. We move into week seven of the ever fast moving National Football League season. And, uh, you know, if you're going to bet on anything, you got to do it with DraftKings. Download the app now. Use code O to sign up. New customers can bet $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code pain. Now, if you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You can visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problems gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, you got to be 21 uh, uh, plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, as I always say, everything is there. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. (coughs) Check out (coughs) DraftKings. All right. Beningo, the Oda Pain podcast, as we do our second installment of Buy the Numbers. Uh, We've done numbers 21 through 30. We move on now to number 31. Two guys in baseball came to my mind initially. Mike Piazza, of course, the great, great catcher of the Dodgers and the Mets. Great Hall of Famer, the all-time leader in home runs for a catcher. He was the first guy that came to my mind. Then I thought about the great pitcher of the Chicago Cubs and the Atlanta Braves, Greg Maddox. One of the all-time great pitchers, won over 300 games. Uh, We all know one of the legendary pitching staffs with the Braves, with Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz. So I thought about him. And then I thought about it a little more and I gave it to this guy. Speaking of great goalies, I gave it to Billy Smith of the New York Islanders. He won four Stanley Cups. They went to the finals five years in a row. Remember, they hold the record for consecutive playoff series wins. That great Islander team, which is one of the great dynasties of all time, which we forget about, especially here in New York, because it happened you know, from 1980 to 1983, so many years ago now, 40 years ago. But Remember this, they won 19 straight playoff series. Think about that. That is still the all time record in the history of sports anywhere. And he, you know, Billy Smith was a little dirty. He was chippy. You know, he'd smash his stick at you and all of that. But boy, could he win. He was one of the great winners. Number 31, the great legendary goalie of the dynastic New York Islanders, Billy Smith. All right. We move on to number 32. This is a very interesting number, number 32, because number 32 probably has more great iconic players than any other number. I mean, when you break it down, just think of all the great, great, and I'm talking about, you know, top of the top elite players in this in their sport that wore number 32. Sandy Koufax, of course, of the Dodgers, probably the greatest pitcher I ever saw. Magic Johnson of the of the uh, Lakers. Oh my god. I mean, you know, certainly you talk about the greatest player in the history of the NBA, he's certainly in the conversation, probably in the top 5. You got pitchers like Steve Carlton, uh one of the great left-hand pitchers of all time, pitched with the Cardinals and the Phillies. Uh you know, so many different guys that wore number 32 when you start to really look at it, I mean, just all-time great 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 players. O.J. Simpson, could throw him in there. We all understand You know, the issues he had, but when he played for the Buffalo Bills, he's one of the great running backs of all time, as was Marcus Allen, who also wore number 32 with the Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. So 32 is a loaded number, but when you really look at it, there's only one, and that's the greatest football player I ever saw. To me, he's the greatest of all time. The man, Jim Brown, just passed away this past year. There was no – Jim Brown, I was fortunate enough to see him when I was growing up, I was fortunate enough, the first game I ever NFL game I ever saw was the Cleveland Browns against the Giants in 1963. I got to see Jim Brown live. Uh, he was the greatest of all time. There's no other way to say it. Man's man. Man's man. He was a man above man. He had his issues. We know that. He had his issues off the field, uh, had some issues in maybe not treating women the way he should have. But when you talk about the greatest, it's got to be him. I actually interviewed him at one of the Super Bowls uh, in Phoenix, the first giant Patriots Super Bowl way back when, at the end of the uh, 2007 season. And he's the only guy who I ever interviewed who I was actually intimidated by. I mean, the presence that Jim Brown had and all the work he did after he retired with the gangs in, in L.A. and all of that, trying to you know get, the, get guys to go on the right path. There's only one, number 32. I mean, with all, with all the guys that wore it, it could only be the legendary, the greatest football. You talk about the GOAT, this is the GOAT plus 10. Number 32, Jim Brown. All right, number 33, this is an interesting number two because there's a couple different ways you can go. Um, you know, Larry Bird obviously wore number 33, and we know how great Larry Bird was. There's a couple other guys that we could throw in there as well, but is there really any doubt who number 33 is? Maybe – and when we talk about the greatest basketball player of all time, you know, we don't talk about this guy enough, and that's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, he might be the greatest of the greatest. Six NBA championships. He won five with the Lakers, one with the Milwaukee Bucks. Probably – not probably, the greatest college basketball player I ever saw at UCLA. Three national – champ back in the days when the freshmen didn't play, three national championships at UCLA. In his three years at UCLA – the, the Bruins lost two games in his three years. That legendary loss in 1969 to Elvin Hayes in Houston, and then his senior year, they lost to Southern Cal. That's it. Three national championships, three straight most valuable players in the, in the NCAA tournament. And again, the Skyhook, one of the legendary shots. Everybody knows the Skyhook. I mean, is there really any doubt who number 33 is? From Powell Memorial in New York City, The one and only, he was originally Lou Alcindor, but number 33 has to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, number 34. We move on to number 34. You know, the great legendary running back of the Houston Oilers, Earl Campbell, won number 34. Nolan Ryan, for most of his career, uh, the great pitcher, uh, the great Hall of Fame pitcher, the all-time strikeout leader in the history of Major League Baseball, over 300 wins. Nolan Ryan, the won number 34 in Houston, in Texas. Uh, you know, he won number 30 with the Mets. I believe he won 30 with the Angels as well. But you could think of Ryan as 34. But it's got to be Walter Payton, doesn't it? The legendary Walter Payton, one of the great running backs of all time, actually broke Jim Brown's record, uh, rushing records, which was one of the hollowed records in NFL history. Um, you know, I guess Franco Harris actually broke it, and then he broke Franco's record at the time. Walter Payton, Emmett Smith, now has it now. But you talk about a great, great running back. Never got hurt. His entire career, of course, was part of the legendary '85 Bears. After many down years with the Chicago Bears, they finally won that that uh, Super Bowl championship in uh, at the end of the 1985 season. You know, and again, you know, if Jim Brown's the greatest running back of all time, I guess Walter Payton has to be number two. So number thirty-four. And of course, he was taken away from us at a very young age with a very insidious disease. Uh, terrible. He was only young, a very young man, but one of the great greats of all time in the history of the NFL. Number 30, 34, the one and only Walter Payton. All right. But to the older pain podcast by the numbers. We move on to number 35. I gave it to Justin Verlander. He's on his way to be – he's a Hall of Famer. When his career is finally over, he's still pitching for Houston. The Mets should have never traded him this year, but we don't want to get into that. The guy's ha, the guy has three no-hitters in his career. The guy has a Cy Young and MVP season as a pitcher with the Detroit Tigers. Won uh, world championships now. Uh, a couple of them with the Houston uh, Astros. Uh, he's one of the great right-hand pitchers of all time. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Like I said, three no-hitters. Only two guys in history have more than three no hitters, and that's Nolan Ryan with seven and Sandy Koufax with four. Uh, Verlander, Bob Feller, maybe a couple other guys have three. That's it. I mean, it is a short, short list. He is a shoe in first ballot Hall of Famer when he finally retires. He's still out there getting it done. Number thirty-five, Justin Verlander. Okay, we move on to number thirty-six. Originally. I was giving it to one of my great pitchers, the great left-hand pitcher of the match, Jerry Kuzman. Of course, he also had some great years with the Minnesota Twins as well. But after thinking about it and, and doing some research, I gave it to Gaylord Perry. Gaylord Perry, the great pitcher of the San Francisco Giants, the Cleveland Indians, the San Diego Padres, won uh, Cy Young Awards in both leagues with the Padres International League, with the Indians in the American League, over 300 career wins. And of course... We all know about Gaylord Perry and the spitball, right? I mean, he was scuffing the ball up, and he admitted he threw the spitball. He got away with it all those years. He put the Vaseline on it, whatever he did. But, uh, yeah, well, he did. Number 36, the Hall of Fame pitcher with the Giants, the Indians, the Padres. Number 36 has to be Gaylord Perry. All right. We move on. Number 37, Casey Stengel the manager, the legendary manager of the Yankees. And then, of course, he uh, managed the Mets in the beginning of time, you know, from 1962, uh, I guess, into 1964, when all those pennants with the those great Yankee teams of the 50s and all the world championships that they won under Casey Stengel, right? 1950, 1951, 1952, 1953, 1956, 1958 all the way down the line, all those championships. What was it? Seven championships, 10 pennant winners for Casey. And then after they lost the World Series to the Pirates in 1960, the Yankees unceremoniously dumped them for Ralph Hauck. The Yankees, by the way, won two more World Championships after that, in 61 and 62. And then Casey, you know, with the amazing Mets in 1962 and all that, one of the legendary, one of the most colorful figures in the history of baseball Number 37, the legendary manager of the Yankees and the Mets, Casey Stengel. Charles Dillon, Casey Stengel. All right, number 38. And this guy, you know, I mean, maybe not the most likable guy in the world, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the great right-hand pitchers. Helped slay the Dragon with the bloody sock, with the Red Sox, back in 2004 when they came back from 3-0 to beat the Yankees in the ALCS and win the World Series in a sweep against the Cardinals. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling's number 38, should be in the Hall of Fame, but we know why he's not, because he's a conservative. His political views keep him out, you know? The writers, the holier-than-thou baseball writers, don't like him, but he should be in there, did a lot of winning over his career with the Philadelphia Phillies, with the World Series with the Phillies in 93, uh, along with Randy Johnson winning the World Championship in 2001, beating the Yankees with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then, of course, as I said, slaying the Dragon with the Red Sox, the Bloody sock in 2004. Number 38, Curt Schilling, should be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe someday the writers will do the right thing and put him in. All right, Beningo, the Oda Pain podcast, by the numbers. We're going to break here because we're going to have to move on as we're running out of time for the half hour. And what we'll do, we're going to stop now. We'll come All right, Beningo with the Oda Pain podcast, by the numbers. We're doing numbers 21 to 40. Uh, We ran over the half hour, so we're going to finish it up here with numbers 39 and 40. And of course, next week, we'll go from numbers 41 to 60. It's going to be three different installments that we're going to do it. uh, Excuse me, five different installments, 20 numbers at a time. It's just uh, too much to do at one time. So let's finish up numbers 21 to 40. And here we go. Uh, Number 39. And number 39 to me has to be Larry Zonka. The great legendary running back of the Miami Dolphins, of course, part of the uh, 1972 undefeated Dolphin team, uh, no question about that. I thought about Roy Campanella, the legendary uh, catcher of the Dodgers uh, of the Boys of Summer Dodgers, and of course had that tragic accident that paralyzed him. Uh, you know, uh, while he was still in the middle of his career, Campanella was close, but I gave it to Zonka because of the fact that you know. He was on that undefeated Dolphin team, probably the greatest football team for one year of all time. How else can it be? Two straight world championships with the with the Dolphins. Um, he was on a, a, the Dolphin team that went to three straight Super Bowls from 1971 to 1973. Only three teams have done that. Uh, the Dolphins from 71 uh, through 1973. Of course, the Buffalo Bills who went to four in a row from 90 to 93. And the Patriots who went to three in a row from 16 to 18. So, but uh, Larry Zonka, it has to be him. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl the year after they went undefeated in 1973 when they beat the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, in 72, they beat the Washington Redskins, the undefeated team. When you think of prototypical fullbacks, Larry Zonka was the guy. The great backfield, you know, uh, with Jim Kick and M- Mercury Morris, the million dollar, the undefeated million dollar backfield, whatever you want to call it. Number 39. I had to give it to the one and only, the great Miami Dolphin, Larry Zonka. And finally, we'll wrap up this segment with number 40, and it could only be one guy, and that could, that is the Kansas Comet, Gale Sayers of the Chicago Bears. One of the great running backs of all time. You know, probably the great, they they always said about Sayers, he was the greatest broken field runner of all time. Uh, holds the record with seven touchdowns in a game. He did it against the San Francisco 40. I think, I think Alvin Kamara actually tied it a couple of years ago with the Saints, but he originally had it, uh, could return punts, could return kickoffs, could do it all. And how about the legendary draft the Bears had when they drafted Gale Sayers and Dick Butkus, who just passed away in the same round back in, what was it, 1963? You know, two of the greatest of all time. But Sayers, one of the great running backs of all time, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because he played so many years ago. Of course, his his legend was kept alive with his uh, relationship with the late Brian Piccolo. You know, Brian's song, the movie about the relationship between Sayers and Piccolo when they played for the Chicago Bears. And, of course, Piccolo eventually dying of cancer. Sayers was his very, very good buddy. So, you know, Gale Sayers got a lot of notoriety because of that as well. I think Billy D. Williams played him in the movie. Um, one of the group... That was Lynn Swan that did that. Lin Swan didn't make the list, although he was a I'm thought. Sorry. Number 88, we got a ways to no, go there. My no. wife's asking me about Lin Swan. <laughs> no, Lin oh, Swan did the ballet, not, not Gail Sayers. Okay. But number 40, <laughs> that's okay. Number 40 has to be the legendary Kansas Comet, the one and only Gail Sayers of the Chicago Bears. Okay, and of course, his career was cut short by a knee injury as well. Remember, he, he hurt his knee and then came back to to rush for over 1,000 yards again. Um in 1969 with the Bears. Okay. Gail Say is number 40. Let's wrap it up. Let me give you the list again. Numbers 21 through 40 in the Beningos by the numbers. Here we go. Number 21, Roberto Clemente. Number 22, Emmett Smith. Number 23, of course, Michael Jordan. Number 24, of course, Willie Mays. Number 25, Barry Bonds. Number 26, Wade Boggs. Number 27, Juan Marichal. Number 28, Curtis Martin. Number 29, Ken Dryden number 30, Steph Curry, number 31, Billy Smith, number 32, who else, Jim Brown, number 33, who else, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number 34, Walter Payton, number 35, Justin Verlander, number 36, Gaylord Perry, number 37, Casey Stangle, number 38, Curt Schilling, number 39, Larry Zonka, number 40, Gail Sayers. Check me out next week for installment number three, and we will do numbers 41 to 60 in by the numbers. Thank you, everybody. All the love.